Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at this room. What a beautiful room. Have you seen this room? Yes. We're in it. And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a lane. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. 10 o'clock on the dot. We're on time today. Look, I am trying. Now it's 10.01. Stop stop mocking me, clock. We got back at 10 o'clock. I'm trying to be on time today. I don't know if you noticed. I, break, been, I've, I broke at 27. We've been pretty I broke okay. At 42. We've been pretty okay about being on time last, like, except for that one segment last week that went, like, 40 minutes over. 40 minutes over? <laughs> or more like more like seven minutes over, but we well, were definitely look, over. I know. I know. It's hard. We, uh, <laughs> we, as a Sports Sunday show, are known for being late all the time, but I'm trying to be better and we so far have been very on time today and i'm sure jesse's back there he's very happy he doesn't have to tell me break 17 times because i'm actually breaking when i'm supposed to break uh so coming up this hour we will do our hater love it segment that's coming up at 10 30 we always do it there i am now on a two-week winning streak after yeah. rashad won three straight so hopefully i can tie his three-game winning streak hopefully we have a lot of conor mcgregor mayweather questions oh dear god jesse don't you dare mark that jesse um <laughs> Mark that? No, I'm just saying. The, yeah. I was like, make what did I, what did I say a, that was make a note of that. this time? Make a, make a note of that, I should say. Um, so that's coming up at 1030, but uh, we will continue our NFL previews here out of beautiful Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club for the Winco Foods Portland Open, presented by Kraft Heinz. That's where we are, by the way, today, not in studio. It is the final round out here. Just got done talking to tournament director Pat McKay. Uh, really, really cheap tickets to come out here. It's a really great event. There's a lot of guys tied for the lead right now or in the running on the final day, so there's a lot of stuff that you can come out to watch. And it's actually just a – I said it at the end of the last interview, it's a first-class event. Absolutely. There's, it's convenient. It's easy walking. You can walk the course. There's the beer garden in there where you can get a couple of samples. You can uh, you can watch it from the tents. You can have the buffet. Let's, it's let's, awesome. Let's just tell you how fancy it is. There were crepes, okay? Very few places offer crepes for breakfast as a part of the buffet. Like, typically it's pancakes, some waffles. They're usually pretty floppy waffles, you know. <laughs> yep. But they offered crepes with cream cheese filling and cherries on top. So that just lets you know. Exactly. And they offered an omelet that was covered in, like, bacon. Bacon and, like and cheese. Chives. And, yeah, it was mm. like, this is, man, so fancy here. So if you got an opportunity and you're not doing anything with your Sunday, get on out here. And I'll be honest, Sunday golf is, in my opinion, is the best day. I mean, because this is, number one, you're going to crown your winner. But you see implosions, and you see guys that actually absolutely take off on the on the uh, the last day. So, if you're not doing anything and you like competitive sports, and you you know you're with the family, man, come on out to Pumpkin Ridge. It looks like this is going to be a pretty cool day. So, uh, full disclosure, our internet has stopped working, <laughs> so yeah, I cannot see the text line at the moment. Completely. Um, but uh, so my last text is from the MMA stuff. But you can keep Twitter texting. Works. 
You can keep texting the Bridgeport Beers text line at 55305. And we do get Twitter on our phones, which is not on the internet. So you can also tweet us at 1080thefan. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 Rashad's at TaylorMade503. And Jesse, our producer's at Jesse Osman, A-S-Z-M-A-N. But we will continue without internet with our NFL previews with the NFC North today. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I kind of want to start with the Bears, even though they're uh, Bears. the worst team in the division. I kind of want to start with the Bears simply because of the quarterback decision. Don't worry about the bugs, Rashad. We it's kind of my nose. we got to talk through it. we got to fight through it. Um, because the question is, is do you start Mike Lennon, who you signed to be your starter, or do you sign or do you start Mitchell Trubisky, your number one overall pick, who in the first preseason game play, played pretty well? Um, what is your decision? Where do you go with your what's your choice here? Because Mike Lennon is, is he's Mike Lennon. He's not anything special. So um, who, what, what do you take? If if I'm the if I'm the Bears organization, unfortunately, I have to throw my rookie out there. The truth is, it'd be different if. Uh, and I talk about this all the time. If Mitchell Trubisky were learning from uh, a, a different quarterback that had some experience, but Mike Lennon um, it, it isn't the the guy that you want mentoring this this young man, especially if you want him to be great. You, he might be great as far as you know teaching him the playbook and really teaching him the lifestyle of of an NFL quarterback. But for the most part, if you're teaching him how to be the leader and the winner that you that you're hoping he's going to be in Chicago. I don't think that's the guy to, to, to do it. So, uh, man, learning or really learning on the job is the best experience sometimes. And this could be a good thing for, for Mike Lennon, to, or excuse me, for um, Mitchell Trubisky to get out there and really take his lumps, you know, early, and, and hopefully they can build around that. Well, for week three in the preseason, which was this week, it's now I'm pretty sure it's wrapped up. I'm pretty sure we finished all the games yesterday. But um, the Bears started Mike Lennon. For the whole first half. Because you know week three of the preseason, it's when you... It's, it's pretty dress, much the last dress rehearsal. Dress yeah. rehearsal week. For the first three quarters of the game, it's going to be your starters for the most part playing. He played the whole first half, but they played the third quarter. They started Mitchell Trubisky with the ones. So they kind of gave them both an opportunity to play with the ones. Uh, Mike Lennon, 13 of 18, 89 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Mitchell Trubisky, 6 for 8, 60 yards, one touchdown. In one quarter, Mitch Trubisky almost matched the output in a full half of Mike Lennon. Didn't throw a pick, and he had just as many yards on 10 less attempts almost. That right there is a sign, right? Trubisky played better than Glennon did in the first week of the season, too. Now, I'm not a guy who loves playing your new quarterback first thing uh, in, in week one, the guy who you just drafted, because it's dangerous to kind of throw him out there and maybe crush his soul if he doesn't play well or get sacked a couple of times, right? Of course. So I'm a little bit nervous about that, but... In in today's NFL, in today's world of football, it's all about winning. Now, not many people, not many fan bases have patience for teams that are going to be crappy. Um, I'm sorry, Jets fans, but you're going to have to watch your team be really bad this year and probably next year because they're going full-on Astros tank mode over here. But I think if the Bears – it's tough. So here's my, like – my official take on it, I think the Bears should start Glennon for a couple of weeks and then throw Trubisky in there, unless Glennon is just like dynamite. Mm-hmm. Because you want to make sure that you at least give him some time doing game week preparation for a regular season game and learning what maybe Glennon does as he's been a starter before and kind of getting into the rhythm of it. Because it's tough when you come in as a true a true rookie, a true freshman, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a rookie and, and starting a quarterback right away. Yeah, but I, I think it's much tougher to kind of insert your insert your new rookie at the beginning of the season as opposed to midway through you know if you go from the beginning then that means he he will have had some opportunity to, to get some game time experience as opposed to starting week six or you know week seven and now you've 
you've been given the task of trying to turn things around for your team as opposed to just trying to do your best job of being a quarterback. And I think that's the that's where a lot of quarter rookie quarterbacks get in trouble is because things don't work out for their for the starter, and then you thrust this rookie in there for that uh, during week six. And I don't know if they're much better sometimes, but sometimes they turn out to be Dak Prescott. You know, like who knows what Dak Prescott could have been, you know, or how good the Cowboys could have been if he was the week one. Uh, starter. Now, was Romo out by then? I can't remember. I think he was. Was Romo Didn't out by Romo then? Did Romo get hurt in the preseason? Did he? I believe so. That's right. So, th- th- I mean, so there you go then. You know, Dak Prescott's a guy that got the chance to, to start and picked it up relatively early. Now, if he was able to do that this year, that's the big question. But I think it's, you know, the more reps you get, the better. You know, I feel like if you, in a 16 weeks or excuse 17 week season with 16 games, you need all the opportunities to play in quarterback you can get. And I think starting your your guy that you think is going to be the guy from week one, you know you know Mike Lynn is not the answer. He's not going to be your, your long-term answer. So why not go with your long-term answer? So that's why the Bears are so interesting to me. I mean, they're not a good team. They've got a good running back in Jordan Howard who will probably run the ball a lot. But, uh, and they've got a couple of decent receivers. But they're really just not that good of a team. That's the most interesting part about Chicago is when will Trubisky get the, the reins of the team and just how well will he play. Uh, the team that should should finish in first in the division is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, got the best quarterback in the NFL, arguably. You could argue Tom Brady, of course, as well. Yeah, it's Rodgers, though. Um, but I think Rodgers is probably the better, at least regular season quarterback. You've got uh, a lot of receivers who are now healthy. you got Jordy Nelson healthy. you got Randall Cobb healthy. You've got uh, kind of the same team coming back, except you got rid of Eddie Lacy. You know, you've still got Ty Montgomery as your running back. Like last year, remember, he switched from wide out to running back because of all the injuries, and he actually turned out to be pretty good. Um, is there any reason to believe that the Packers shouldn't or, or won't maybe win in the uh, uh, win the NFC this year in the playoffs? Win the NFC? Or yeah. just Well, their defense still has some question marks around it. Um, this isn't like six years ago where they had – you know, A.J. Hawk and um, what's, what's the other guy with the long hair? Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews and all those guys. Like, granted, Clay Matthews is still there, but I don't think he's the same guy that he used to be. And so I think that if there's any question about Green Bay, it's with their defense. Aaron Rodgers has shown that he can do everything but, you know, walk on water, you know, at this point. So with, with you know, he's King Hail Mary, you know, so – there's nothing that, that he can't do with that offense. And a lot, everybody was hurt last year, and he still made some unbelievable things happen on the field. So give him a healthy offense, and they're probably, probably one of the best offenses in the NFC. I'm trying to think of, a, of an offense that's better than them right now. The with, Giants with, are good. The Giants, you know, they're great at receiver. Their running back situation is still, uh, but I guess we could say the same thing about the Packers. And so... I think the Packers are the one team that, in the NFC that have they have a really good offense. I get the Cowboys maybe, you know, with, with, Zeke, with, with Zeke with Zeke suspension and everything that changes the and way if they Dak look. Dak Prescott has a year that he, he kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Yeah, and we we've seen the sophomore slump happen. So looking at all those things, I, I think the Packers really. I'll be honest, they're always going to be my pick for the NFC. I got the Giants this year, but it would not shock me if the Packers were the team to do it. It just it feels like to me that the Packers are kind of getting overlooked because a lot of people are hyping the Giants this year, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. talking about the Cowboys for obvious reasons. Um, and people are talking about the Seahawks, right, getting back into first place and getting back into the playoff picture. I don't know if it's just because it's a given that the Packers will do well. Like, I don't know if it's just a given that because the Packers are going to be – that they have Aaron Rodgers and they're going to pass the ball a lot and they're going to score a lot of points that they're going to be there. But I don't really hear people talking about them, and I don't understand why people seem to be ignoring how good they could be this year. Well, I think it's because, like, of, of all those teams that you mentioned, 
Uh, they have a good offense, good defense. You know, the Cowboys, you know, you know they have a good defense at points. But, you know, of all, of all those teams that you mentioned, the Seahawks, relatively okay offense, you know, damn good defense. And so uh, the Cardinals, you know, okay offense, you know, really good defense. And I think that's the one hole for the Green Bay Packers is the, what stops them from being a complete team is their defense isn't great. It's not bad. But if you're talking about winning a Super Bowl and playing for a Super Bowl, you look at the Atlanta defense and you look at the Carolina defense and all those, man, those are good defensive units. I don't think the Packers have that. That is true. You are right. They do not have a great defensive unit. However, it does always feel like they have a good bend but don't break defensive unit. Mm -hmm. They keep the offense in the game. They keep Aaron Rodgers in the game, and that's the most important part because – Aaron Rodgers, as you said, he's Mr. Hail Mary. Aaron Rodgers, as you said, is the guy who can, with literally no chance in the world, still win that game at the end of the game. And the defense is good enough to give him that chance. I'm not willing to to ignore the Packers as a really legit threat to maybe make Shouldn't. the Super Bowl again this year. Now, I know they've, they've faltered in the playoffs every now and then the last few years, but it's hard to – I mean, I know we give some teams crap like the Bengals, right, because they lost in the first round every year for not winning in the playoffs. It's not easy. It's a one-game thing. You have one chance, and that's it. So I, I, it's hard for me to really kind of rip teams for not winning in the playoffs in the NFL. And I think the Packers can uh, can certainly get to the Super Bowl this year. And the Packers won in spite of a lot of injuries, in spite of not having a great, a great defense. Remember they, they lost it. to the Titans by like 30 last year, and they were like, yeah. we're not going to lose the rest of the way. And they didn't in the regular season. Yeah. They won the rest of the game. And didn't the, uh, am I tripping, or didn't the Packers play in the NFC Championship game? Uh, they might have. It's hard to remember. Off the top uh, of my head, it was either the championship game or the game prior to that. But the Packers um, were a player in the NFC, and they're always going to be as long as you have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, coming up next, we will talk about the other two teams in the NFC North. Those are the Lions and the Vikings. The Vikings have an interesting quarterback situation because of, well, the yeah. continued injury to Teddy Bridgewater. And the Lions are a team that are being ignored this year, but should they be? That is next here on Sports Sunday Live from the Winco Foods Portland Open on The Fan. Live from Pumpkin Ridge and the 2017 Winco Foods Portland Open, this is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back to Sports Sunday with Jess Rashad. Lynch, I guess, decided the restroom was more important right now than doing his radio show. But it's all good, though. It is, what time is it? 10-16, right here on the fan. We are at beautiful Pumpkin Ridge Golf Course out here for this. Man, this is this is awesome. If you have an opportunity, like we said, and I, like, I am not the biggest golf fan. I do, however, watch on Sunday because that's an awesome day to see some championship golf. But this event is super cool. Man, all the proceeds are going to charity. The Winco Foods Portland Open, presented by Kraft Heinz. Get a chance to get here. You know, there, there's stuff for the kids to do. There's a beer garden that's already open. Uh, I'm trying to make my way there. and We got about 40-some-odd uh, minutes, 44 minutes before I can actually go to the beer garden. Hi. And kind of check in. Hey, Lynch. I thought I had plenty of time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> what, show, what show are you listening to? Well, you I never have that much time. I have more time than I thought that was. All right. Uh, but, yeah, come on out here. Uh, final round here at the Winco Foods Portland Open. They got the beer garden. They got the food out. They've got tents out. They've got a whole bunch of just fun things to do. There's Top Golf right in front of us. Yeah, I'm even if we're. Up. 
even if we're not, if you're not a huge golf fan, it's just a fun place to be on a Sunday. Like Rashad said, Sunday golf feels right. Yeah, it's, it's especially before the season starts, the NFL season. I mean, Sunday golf feels right because we've only, we've got what two weeks left until the NFL season starts. So. Exactly, but we've got ourselves a couple of weeks left where Sunday golf is the premier sport yes. <laughs> on a Sunday, and this is a perfect day to come spend out here. It's going to be warm, but it's going to be you're going to be outside, you're going to be in the green. There's there's shade everywhere out here, so come it's, on it's, down. And there are families here, you know, there are small Ridge kids here with their with their parents, or older brothers and sisters, you know. So bring the family out, bring your lady out, bring your bring your man out, you know, just come out here and have a good time. Uh, so let's continue the NFC North preview. We just did the Packers and the Bears in the first segment. The Vikings and Lions are the other two teams left. And the Vikings are a weird team to me because I kind of feel like they're going to be good this year, yet they still have Sam Bradford as the quarterback. And it's really hard for me and, to and trust And you feel that. like they're going to be good. Why? Well, because they've got a good set of receivers. They've got a really, really good defense this year. Uh, we know how high Jesse, our producer, is on Dalvin Cook, the new running back from Florida State, especially because of uh, Latavius Murray's injury down yes. there. And I just kind of feel like it's going to be, it's going to be a good offense. It's going to be a good offense. I, th- I hope it's. I hope you're right because we had our our plans, our, our hearts set out on the Vikings being a really good team last year, and they were at points. You know, the defense was really, really good. It's Sam Bradford and that anemic offense that just really couldn't do but anemic I anything. Don't know. I mean, they just. I mean, Stephon Diggs was. They got Adam Thielen. He's good. But but last year Diggs was their primary weapon. You know, so it was Stephon Diggs or bust, or they weren't going to be able to do much. No, no Adrian Peterson last year for the team. So it just looked different. They they relied solely on their defense to win games for them, and when they couldn't win games, they struggled. And I'm looking at this team now, going. Can they figure out how to get back on the right track? Like, you lose Adrian Peterson. Let's not just kind of brush that under the rug. They didn't lose Latavius Murray. Like you said, you lost what many considered the best running back in the NFL for the past 10 years, you know, and and he's no longer there for you. But he wasn't exactly good for them last year either. Well, he wasn't because he wasn't there. But the year before that, when he was there, he, you know, was Adrian Peterson that we know and that we know and love. You know, so it was just – it was a weird year for that team. I don't think they, they should expect a similar year, but they I think they did really well. My, my internet is still not working, so I can't really remember how many games they actually won. They were better last, last year, year than a lot of people thought. I want to say they were nine and nine and six or, or nine and seven, eight and eight. You know, one of the one of the two. So they were just, you know. I'll look it up. I'll see if I can remember. And, yeah, the, by the way, Green Bay did make the NFC Championship game last year. That okay. was their loss to the uh, to the Falcons. So I'm, I'm looking at this Vikings team. And I'm just not sure what to expect. No Teddy Bridgewater, that's a problem. You remember how distraught that team was last year when they actually lost Bridgewater and everybody figured that, well, yeah, that's so much for that. And so you're also looking at a team that nobody remembers was an extra point away. They were 8-8 eight eight last year. 8-8 eight eight last year, so just middle of the road. But uh, two years ago, they were, I believe, a field goal away from beating the Seahawks and moving on in the playoffs and, and, and going to the NFC Championship game. And and that didn't happen. So you're looking at a team that has a really good defense. I just think they're just kind of clueless on offense at this point. Uh, I, but that's the difference for me is I feel like they're actually going to be good on offense this year. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just because Jesse's been talking them up, but I've been loving Dalvin Cook. Uh, I'm, I trust him to be the starter there in Minnesota. I like their grouping of wide receivers. Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford is who he is, right? We know that he's a guy who will – 
make bad decisions every now and then. He looks a little bit doofy out there on the field, but he actually played pretty well last year. People kind of ignored that he had a pretty good season. And the fact that you still might get Teddy Bridgewater back at some point, now I'm not sure how long they're willing to wait for that, the Vikings, because it's now what, going into year three or two and a half of him not being there because of the injury? It's a... it's a long time, and we're start, I'm, I'm start. I'm starting to personally wonder whether or not his career might be over. But either way, Sam Bradford's not a bad guy to have in this type in this type of environment for quarterbacks in the NFL, where you could go, I don't know, get Josh McCown. Uh, Sam Bradford's better, so I kind of like the offense. And if the defense is as good as it was last year, then this team could be a sneaky little wild card team. As long as Sam Bradford can stay on his feet and stay off of the ground, then you got a chance because the minute he hits the ground, he's going to break. He's he is what they call the French call fragile. <laughs> that means he breaks really easy, you know. And so, uh, I'm 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 hoping because I've always liked Sam Bradford. I've always been a defender of Sam Bradford because I don't think he's as bad um, as his record shows. You know, it's been a lot of injuries. It's been a lot of him playing for the Rams. And so, I think if he gets an opportunity with some really good receivers, Sam Bradford can be a very good NFL quarterback. And if he's going to be that. If it's got, if he's going to have those weapons that you mentioned he may have on the offensive end, then yes, the Vikings can do well. But if I'm judging from what I saw last year, yeah, I don't think they make it out of the North. So, to my in my mind, Bears are still going to finish in last, Packers in first. The Vikings to me sit in that second spot, which means third place is the Detroit Lions. Now the Lions are like the least talked about team I feel like this year. They went nine and seven last year. They were decent. Got a good quarterback still, of course, in Matt Stafford. Um, you've got a couple of decent running back. It's just, I don't, there's not a lot of excitement surrounding the Lions this year to me. I'm not, there's no Calvin Johnson. He retired. And so you've got Golden Tate and you've got Marvin Jones and you've got Theo Riddick and Amir Abdullah. Like, do those names excite you? Does two Matt Stafford excite you? Two of the four of them are great fantasy players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is so, that an exciting so yes. player to watch? No, no. And I think, I think you're right. I think the, the Lions are always going to be one of those teams, even when they had Megatron. You just never talked about the Lions. And Megatron was probably the best receiver in the league. But we talked about Megatron. Though. We did talk about Megatron, but never about the Lions. And here's the cold part. Last year, Matt Stafford had the best year of his career without Calvin Johnson. Sometimes when you take away that, that dominant number one, it forces a quarterback to open things up because now I can't just – I don't have that security blanket of a Rob Gronkowski, of an AJ, uh, an AJ Green or something. So I have to spread the ball around. And I think that's why Matt Stafford had the best year – that he's had in his career, and a lot of and Golden Tate has shown that, man, Russell Wilson, man, you messed up by kind of you know not fighting for me and and, and letting me go because he's better than I'll be honest, better than every Seahawks receiver right now, and then and that's better for than sure. Doug Baldwin. Yes, yes, he's better than he's better than Doug Baldwin, and it's a Doug Baldwin is a, is a is a is a great receiver, but if it's between him and Golden Tate, Golden Tate's getting his money without Megatron. He got his money when he was when he had. Megatron with them. So that's that's the mark of a really good receiver. And you look at this defense that's, you know, without Ndamukong Sue, still did okay. You know, they weren't a terrible defense last no, year. No, but they're not good. They're not they're not good, but they're they're, not, they're the, such a typically the, average team in No, and 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 it's 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 almost almost unfair because in this NFC that's so there's so many great defensive teams, there are very few great offensive teams in the NFC. You know, and I think the Lions are one of those really good offensive teams that the NFC has that nobody talks about. Like, if you're going to play in the NFC, you got to remember you've, you're dealing with uh, with the Seahawks defense, and you're dealing with 
the Cardinals defense, and then you've got to deal with the Vikings defense, and you've got to deal with who else has a really good defense in the NFC? Oh, the um, uh, and was, I'm sorry, I'm the the, the Panthers defense, Panthers, okay. and and you're also talking about the Buccaneers defense, who's starting to kind of you know, kind of turn around. So you got a lot of great defense, but you don't have a lot of great offenses, and I think. The the Lions are one of the few great offenses in the NFC. I guess I just don't view them as as great of an offense anymore uh, as I used to. Some of that's probably Calvin Johnson being gone. Some of that's I'm finally learning that Matt Stafford just isn't as good as we all thought he was. Oh, I think he's great. He's a bit of a stat stuffer. Um, he he does accumulate a lot of stats, but he makes a lot of mistakes, and he doesn't impact the game quite as much as you thought he would as a number one pick uh, over the course of his career. And so it, with that, I don't love Golden Tate and Marvin uh, Jones as your two top receivers. I don't. Uh, Golden Tate's good. Yeah. I don't, I don't love him as a number one. I don't love that you don't have a, a great running back by committee because Amir Abdullah got hurt last year, and then Theo Reddick is a good pass catcher. But what else does he do well? He's, he's, he's kind of like a Darren Sproles. I feel like they're, they're built in a way to where they're just kind of 8-8. Eight and eight. They're just kind of 500. And there's not much more that I expect from that. I don't. I, I just don't love the offense. I don't know. I don't know. I think the Lions are one of those teams that can be sneaky good, uh, and they showed over the past couple seasons that I, th- I think the the growth of Matt Stafford uh, has been crazy. You know, considering he's never had really a bad season, it's just a matter of him playing for the Lions. Like you, just, I mean, it's been bad management. It's been bad. Uh, bad coaching. A yeah, lot but of don't the time. pretend like the Lions haven't had good players while he's been. No, there, they've though. had good, and when they had good players, they they flourished. They played in the playoffs and stuff like that. It's just, it's one of those things. Like right now, I just think they they get lost in the sauce because there are a lot of really good teams in the NFC, and then you look at the things that are going on in the AFC, and it's just like okay, and and oh by the way, there's the Lions too, and I think that's kind of you know, what it is. You look at all the changes and Brandon Marshall going to the Giants and, you know, the Cowboys and all of their, you know, foolishness that they have going on right now. Like the Lions, the team, everybody's stuck on the on the, the Buccaneers because of hard knocks and everybody just wants to like Jameis and stuff. You just kind of forget about the Lions and I think that's kind of the way they like it. No expectations for them. All right, so that's the NFC North. Uh, we will wrap up our previews next week with the final two divisions the afc and the nfc west the more the most close to home divisions we will talk about next week so uh keeping your out at about 10 o'clock actually we might do that starting at 9 30 next week because we got to get a lot of teams in uh so get ready for that plus next week's the first week of college football in full and we'll have some games to talk about as well on sunday so lots of stuff football's back baby it is We're, I can't next wait. week is our last week not being football sunday because the nfl comes back in two weeks girlfriends you better get your time in what you do because <laughs> sundays your, and saturdays. your next 17 saturdays and sundays are about to be real occupied they're going to be sitting on the couch watching tv and you can join them you can girlfriends join. out there join them you i know you like football a little bit i know you all like it a little bit Seriously. a little bit so go watch it. Yeah, just get your tablet out or your, your computer and just yeah, stay watch, over there. And, you can watch you know, Netflix while we watch football. We can absolutely. still be together. It's okay. Absolutely. All right, coming up next, we will do Hater to Love It. We do it every single week. Uh, if you have not heard it before, there is a points-based system. And I have won the last two weeks, which is two straight wins after I lost three straight to Rashad. So uh, I'm here to try to get back to that 500 mark after losing three straight. So that's next. But first, Jesse S. Sports Center. Live from the Winco Foods Portland Open, presented by Kraft Heinz, this is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Morning. 
that music means it is time for Hate It or Love It. We do it every single week, and we have adjusted it over the years. It used to just be a fun little conversation that we have, but now we got competitive with it. Now we've got ourselves... No, now, now we're playing for keeps. A point system. So for those who have not listened to it before, we will use Mario sounds. No, that is not being sent from another radio station. That is the sound effects that we are using... Uh, for our point system. So Jesse will play the positive sound if we get a point. He will play the negative sound if we don't. Yep, there you go. Those are the two options. We also now have a timer. So we only have a minute to answer each question because <clears throat> Rashad would take four minutes sometimes to get points on his question when I would only go for a minute and a half. So we now have a minute uh, timer, and Jesse will play us a sound effect for when there's 15 seconds left. That one right there. We'll have to wrap up our points. So I'm on a two-game winning streak. Two-week winning streak. Time to make it three. Let's go, Jesse. All right. How's it going, guys? Beautiful weather out Man, there. Man, living the dream. Uh, living the dream, the dream. Bro. Okay. Well, you know, uh, we're going to go. I, I know you wanted all McGregor Mayweather there, uh, Rashad. Yes. But uh, no, we are not going to be doing that today. Oh. As we all know, I am all NFL all the time, if at all possible. Preseason kind of rolling out we saw some the, the preseason three you got to kind of see the starting teams so we get a we got a few different storylines going on because there were a couple guys that made preseason debuts that are living legends playing the game still in jamal charles adrian peterson um i do want to touch on uh what i think is an interesting story that came up a while ago but now as the preseason approaches von miller got his first sack of the preseason after just his first uh, work of the preseason. We got a, a interesting story about a, um, a sack race, basically. And then we also have Deshaun Kaiser in Cleveland. So let's start with Jamal Charles in Denver. Now, Jamal Charles got a little bit of action last year, but he was shut down about midway through the season um, coming off of an ACL tear. So we didn't get a lot of miles put on him last year. And the Broncos really have had the training wheels on him through training camp this year. He got his first and only preseason action was basically his audition as to whether he would make the 53-man roster and had a performance of four rushes for 27 yards and two receptions for 15 yards. Love or hate, Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles did enough to make the Broncos 53-man roster. Um, love as I get a shot of this guy's pants. Um, well, number one, I don't really know how many... I, I, I would love to look on the internet right now, but it's kind of down for us. So I, I'm not sure who, what running backs are still on the Broncos roster. CJ Anderson, Anderson is still the number Anderson. one. Yeah. So if he's still the number one, um, I think that he has a great chance to make the roster as the number two. Really, I mean, Jamal Charles, injuries aside, ha, has been uh, the mark of consistency when he is able to play. Uh, I think the injuries kind of scare a lot of people off, especially when you're talking running backs. And any type of terror that involves the letter CL is always kind of a bad thing so it's going to spook anybody from playing but when you have a talent like that if he's able to go then you definitely put him out there with he and cj anderson you could be looking at the best running back tandem in the afc maybe next to demarco murray and uh the the henry kid so I'm, i think that he will definitely make the roster and also let's not forget he can he's able to do a lot of the things out of the backfield man he, he he can catch the ball uh for a long time he was a fantasy monster he was one of the first two three running backs that was taken off of the board every year and that's just because of his ability to be kind of a swiss army knife so denver especially with their lack of quarterback they can definitely use somebody that can provide them with some additional stuff 
I will love it as well. I think Jamal Charles locked himself up a spot for a couple of reasons. A, it's really, really hard to be a successful team in the NFL if you don't have a couple of guys you can play running back well. C.J. Anderson uh, didn't have as good of a year last year as some people expected, and uh, Devontae Booker wound up getting hurt, so there's already some concerns there for the Broncos. And if Jamal Charles can be a guy who can consistently be maybe a third down type of back or a pass catching kind of back because CJ Anderson's not the best at that then I think he offers a very very good balance to the Broncos backfield and and Rashad is right with that comment about the quarterback play Paxton Lynch gets hurt Simeon was already kind of leading for the job he's going to be the starting quarterback this year Uh, Trevor Simeon's not anything special he's not bad he's good enough but he's not anything special and with that you need a really good running game to kind of back it up and that's where Jamal Charles will help and if he gets hurt, that sucks. It was a high or a high risk and a lo- or low risk, high reward kind of move mm-hmm. because you knew he could get hurt again. But for me, right now, he has locked up a spot to be one of the running backs on the team. All right, kind of kind of gave a um, you know that that had a little unfair advantage being that uh, Mike is a Bronco <laughs> fan. Now this one I think Patriots might give a now. little bit of a <laughs> edge towards Rashad because you know what I know how much. Rashad loves Adrian Peterson. Um, And so we're going to move to New Orleans where Adrian Peterson made his first preseason appearance since 2011 um, with, uh, and he debuted with six touches, had 15 yards, the longest being a three yard run love or hate. The saints shouldn't count on AP being a contributor this year. The hate. They, that's why they signed him. They definitely feel like he's going to contribute this year. Now, will he be the Adrian Peterson that we saw in Minnesota? Uh, that's probably a stretch. But you're looking at a dude who's going to share uh, a lot of touches. Who's the who's their running? Is it Ingram? Is Ingram Ingram's there? the other one. Mark yeah. Ingram himself. We, we, this is what we do know. Adrian Peterson is better than Mark Ingram. So he's going to be the guy that's going to take a bulk of the touches for the Saints this year. And then you're talking about Drew Brees, who loves to throw the ball. He also likes to throw the ball to some of those running backs. Adrian Peterson is also one of those guys who's really good at catching the ball out of the backfield, and he's still powerful enough to where he can just run over you. He's in an a, he's in an NFC South that really outside of the defense, outside of the defense from the Panthers, maybe the Buccaneers. You're not looking at a bunch of juggernauts on defense. Atlanta had their one year where they were really good, but who knows if that was just Vic Beasley just being a beast for that defense. So I'm looking at this team, and I'm looking at Adrian or Adrian Peterson being, he's going to be a guy that's going to carry a lot of the load on the offensive end, so they definitely are going to look for him to make an impact immediately. I'm going to go, you said hate love that Adrian Peterson is going to have a bad year, Jesse, essentially. Basically that they can't count on AP this year. Okay. Uh, love. I love it. Uh, because what was the only thing that we saw from Adrian Peterson after he came back from his suspension is that he wasn't as good as he used to be. And some people blame the Minnesota Vikings offensive line, but Adrian Peterson just was not good. Um, if you look at him, he's been getting the – or his – the stats you mentioned, that's basically like a two yards per carry. He's barely catching the ball. They've got a lot of running backs there in New Orleans, Mark Ingram being one, uh, Kamara being the other one who's actually played pretty well for them so far in the preseason, but um, and a rookie that they drafted, by the way. But the Saints are always going to be a passing team as long as they have Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And I don't think it necessarily matters who's running the ball. They just need somebody to be somewhat of a diversion for the passing game to work. We were already seeing a lot of raving for Michael Thomas having a good year this year for them. And uh, Drew Brees once again having a very good passing year. So because of that, 
I don't know if AP is going to have the impact that they want. They need a guy who's going to be able to get five or six yards of carry, and if AP is back to the two-yard average that he was when he left Minnesota, then that's not good. And Mark Ingram didn't have a good year last year either. So I think there could be a general issue with the uh, the running game in New Orleans this year. All right. It's Mark Ingram, though, bro. <laughs> well, neither of them are very good right yeah. now. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Vaughn Miller came out and said, 30 sacks is within a reasonable expectation of what he could achieve in a season. Khalil Mack actually came out within the same week and said, I, yeah, I think I could do that too. Now, the record for a single season um, uh, sacks are 22 and a half. Now, Watt didn't come out and say that he could do this, but it looks like he's kind of coming back to form. He was a three-time defensive player of the year. Loves rushing the quarterback. Love or hate, Mac Miller and Watt will have a sack race reminiscent of the McGuire-Sosa home race of 98. Mm. With all three of those guys, huh? All three. Um, <sighs> love. Um, you're, you're looking at the three best defenders in football. Um, no question about it. J.J. Watt is a machine. Oh, really? What to say? Sorry. J.J. Watt is a, is a machine that just, I mean, he just keeps getting metal parts put into his body. He was recently just got something put into his back. So he's going to come back probably better than ever. And there was no stopping J.J. Watt. And he, we were hearing that he was only like 65, 70% of the time. So, yes, J.J. Watt is definitely going to be in that. Vaughn Miller is arguably the most feared pass rusher in the NFL. And he's probably the funniest pass rusher in the NFL as well. There's no stopping him from whatever he wants to do. Von Miller, he's just too quick. Once he gets past your your tackles and your guards, uh, be prepared to hit the ground. And then you talk about uh, uh, the Khalil Mack, the only dude to ever make uh, first team all pro at two different positions. Really? Like this dude is an absolute beast. And oh yeah, he's only going into, I believe his third year, maybe fourth year in the league at this point. And you're looking at, he's a, he's the anchor for a Raiders defense that on above, be honest, isn't very good. And so it would be really, it, it would be really shocking if Khalil Mack weren't the one that really led the charge for the Raiders. So I'm looking at a, a great race between them. 30 sacks. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I guess I'll love it because of the of the great race thing. I don't think 30 sacks is necessarily reachable. I mean, if you look at last year, Von Miller only had, what, 13 sacks, and the leader, Vic Beasley, only had 15 sacks last year. And we're in the peak time of the pass rusher. I don't think I've ever Absolutely. seen a time quite as, as good for now in terms of watching good pass rushers in the NFL. So if that's the numbers that they're getting last year as a total, uh, and I know I understand injuries can happen and stuff, and you'll miss some games. I don't know if 30 is reachable. I mean, 22 is hard enough as it is. Uh, the fact that Michael Strahan got the record uh, back when he did what was it like nineteen or it was like two thousand and three yeah, I forget what year it was far laid down for it. Um, I know, but it's really really hard to do across the entire season. So, will it be those three? Um, you know what? I'm going to say hate for if it's going to be those three. I don't trust J.J. Watt's injuries right now. I do not trust J.J. Watt. His back injury is serious. He's been hurt a couple of times now. I, I just wonder if his body is breaking down. But between Mac and Miller, yes, those two will certainly be in a sack race. All right. Um, we're kind of out of time, so we can't make it to uh, Deshaun okay. Kaiser. Um, I heard a lot of points for my name again that time. Yeah. I, <laughs> it, to be honest, you, uh, that was a better round for Rashad. Rashad did really good in that round. Uh, I'm talking uh, just in general. Wow. Well, yeah. You did. You had a nice, consistent outing. Um, Rashad, <laughs> five, 10 points in total. 
That's a lot of points. Oh my goodness. Like we have we have to do really. a tiebreaker. It's ten and ten. I just <laughs> did the math. So All right. with that let's being do, said, let's we're do on a lightning a round tiebreaker. Lightning round here. Um okay, so Deshaun Kaiser. Hugh Hugh Jackson says Deshaun Kaiser has the feel of a starter despite the fact that he completed just six of his 18 attempts for 93 yards in an interception after getting his first start in the third preseason game. Love or hate, Kaiser will be the starter for the Browns in week one. Love. Uh, I mean, really, what other choice does the, do the Browns have? Who's their other guy? Is uh, I, I don't even, I mind you, our computers aren't. Osweiler. Yeah. If Brock Osweiler is your first option, you definitely go with whoever is your second option is, which in this point case is Deshaun Kaiser. Kaiser's a guy that everybody kind of thought should stay in college for an additional year. I'm actually one of those people that felt like he should. But then when you talk about the, the Cleveland Browns, number one, they're the Browns, and then you've got uh, Brock Osweiler, who is the, the definition of inept as your quarterback. I think you don't have really at this point, you don't have anything to lose with the Browns. Nobody really expected you to be very good. The only thing that you can possibly lose is maybe hurting your young quarterback instead of giving him a chance to grow. But you at least have a defense that looks like they're getting better. And if the defense can kind of carry uh, Deshaun Kaiser, I think he should be fine. Uh, I will also love that he'll be the starting quarterback in week one. If you win the job in camp, if you are better than the other quarterbacks on your team, then you deserve to start week one. Uh, Brock Osweiler sucked in, in the preseason. He did not do, do well enough, and the team, the Browns, were looking to try to trade him again. Remember, they were trying to trade him when they acquired him in that weird salary dump move. Um, but Kaiser, if you win the job, you're going to do fine. Uh, fine enough, I should say. But I was with you. I didn't think he should have left college. He wasn't ready to come out into the NFL. But here we are. He was a very, very high draft pick, he, and he will be the starting quarterback for a Browns team that, you know, I don't think is as bad as people say. They have a very solid running game with Isaiah Crowell, who I think is going to be really good this year. So they have a running back to hand the ball off to. Oh, They've bastard, got Jesse. decent wide receivers. I mean, it's a, it, it's a good situation for him to at least kind of get himself into NFL shape. All right, Mike. You jerk, Jesse. Oh. <laughs> Did I get you another extra point? You did that on purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have a Whatever. conspiracy now. <laughs> I, I am now. I, I'm now as bad as the uh, World Boxing Commission. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I didn't claim conspiracy when I lost three in a row. So Rashad, just be a... technically that was three Bronco questions. Two or three Bronco questions you asked. No, just no. He just, just mentioned a Bronco. Nope. That's all. Well, look, I will get to host the final segment then, and we'll find out what that is next year on Sports Sunday on the Fan. in the 2017 Winco Foods Portland Open. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ah, one final segment to go here on this edition of Sports Sunday. We are live from Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club for the Winco Foods Portland Open, presented by Kraft Heinz. Beautiful view. It is the final round today. Lots of guys. There were four guys tied at the top of the leaderboard. A couple of guys one shot back or two shots back, so it's going to be Quite the race today. 25 uh, tour cards are up for grabs, and uh, that means those those 25 players will get to go play in the PGA Tour next year because this is the Web.com Tour for those who do not know. Isn't the, So this has to be, as far as sports are concerned, like these are the coolest things in the world because you can't go to like an open gym and make an NBA team, you know? Or have like a, a go like you know like the the um, Eagles did back in the 70s, and hold an open tryout and see if a Vince Papali or something like that 
can make the team. Like they don't that do. That is true. There's nothing like that. Like golf is literally, I think, one of the only sports. Maybe tennis. I'm not sure exactly how it works in tennis, but to where if you can go to an an, an amateur open, win said open, and then here's your PGA card or here's well, your in a, here's your NFL team a little, to be playing for. It's a little harder than that, I think. I mean, you're on the web.com tour, and over the course of your of the season, of course. You have to play well consistently to make the tour. No, so yeah, no, no. Not, you can't not to just say, like come to this. Not to say win. that any of these guys are, you know, chopped liver. We just watched a guy that get get like seven straight putts in a row and <laughs> like do it effortlessly on the practice screen. Seriously, I, doesn't, doesn't, I don't care. I couldn't do it. I couldn't get maybe three in a row, two in a row, probably. But uh, yeah, but it's it's super cool that these guys basically go from amateur to professional, you know, within four days. You know what I mean? That's 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 super cool. Uh, yeah, so come on down here, guys. I'm telling you, it's it's gorgeous right now, and I know it's going to get a little hotter later, but there's lots of places with shade. There's water, and there's fans, and it's it's a golf course. I mean, who cares if it's hot when you're on a golf course? It's great. So come on down here uh, when you get a chance today. It's a great event, and uh, it's going on. The final guys tee off at, I think, 2.30 was the final time. So uh, there's already guys on the course now, so make your way down here, and it's an absolutely great event to be at. I love coming down here every year, too, because – it's kind of like this you can explore once you once you're done with the show yeah because they've got the beer garden and they give you some they give you a couple of samples once you get in there I remember last year we got a they had the shoots out there and they had 10 barrel and they had uh hot valley and all these other big birds i got a free frisbee you did i think so oh yeah i got a uh, i got a can a bottle opener for yeah. my keys for my keys here as well and uh you know they got the beer garden they got the buffet and you know it's to be honest there's a lot of pretty people here yeah i mean <laughs> like i said the, the views here are phenomenal and me and me and the homie rick are, are looking around right now like okay man this might be kind of a fun event afterwards i got sunglasses on what are you talking about yeah i mean yeah you got them on too. Shot. yeah you got you got them on too see this is one thing it, it looks weird when you don't when you don't have glasses everybody can see what you're looking at so it's not necessarily the coolest thing is Rick gets ready to put his back on. <laughs> I know. I've had mine on the entire show, but I'm just looking straight ahead. Uh, Kelsey, if you're listening, I'm not looking at anybody. Don't worry. He's not, just, Kelsey. I'll, I can vouch. I'm looking straight ahead. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do you know, Rick's going to stay right in front of me. I'm looking at Rick. I'm staring at Rick. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, so thanks so much for listening and texting the Bridgeport Beers text line at 55305. Sorry we couldn't interact with you quite as much on the text line as it, uh, the internet out here died midway through the show. But uh, thanks to those who did text. Again, follow us on Twitter at Tanita the Fan at Mike Lynch 27 is me. Rashad's at TaylorMade503 and Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. We will be back next week in studio 9 to 11 for a full bore NFL preview wrap-up as well as a full bore re react reacts reaction to the first saturday the first full saturday of college football we're gonna have a lot of football to talk about we are wait. full so are we so football wait. season so are we football sunday next week then? no because that starts with the nfl season okay we are football next week is our final sports sunday but we're gonna have basically all football anyway so okay. that's what you're in for next week so th- join us again then 9 to 11 on sunday and uh, thanks so much for joining us today and we'll see you next week This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.